All righty. Welcome back. We're here for another episode of Two Plane Sports. Uh, by the title, you can tell today's is a hoodat video. We're going to cover uh, and break down Jaron Kanick, which I feel like is a highly uh, anticipated freshman, incoming freshman, and someone that a lot of you guys, and including us, are very, very excited about. And honestly, the sky's the limit for him. Um, there's a lot to talk about him. Uh, but before we get into it, we just want to say we really appreciate it. We're knocking on the door of 3,600 subscribers. Help us out. We're only like 15 away as we're recording this right now. Just go in there, hit the subscribe button, turn the notification bell. It's easy. It's free. Uh, it helps us out a whole lot. Uh, like the video. The algorithm starts spreading our video more to more like-minded like people and even a few trolls like to come in here you know, and, and give us a hard time. Uh, so be sure to do that. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. A lot of two plane sports. I'll be linked in the description below. Um, you know, if you don't want to listen to us or you're in your car, going to work, going to school, um, just hit us up on Spotify and Instagram. Apple podcast. Um, another thing that we're going to do over the next month or so leading up to the spring game that has been announced for April 23rd, which we're extremely excited about. I know a couple of us are going to be there. Uh, Brandon and I will be there. Um, the Baker Mayfield statue is going to be presented. Um, rumors of Lincoln Riley showing up for, for that, that statue, that, that would be quite the scene. Uh, but just the fact that finally we're going to be able to see Baker Mayfield statue come down um, or get set up and Heisman Park will be pretty cool. And part of that, what we're going to do is kind of give back to you guys since we ask you guys to like, comment, and you know, share the video and spread the word. Something that we we're going to do is we're going to give away a total of four pair, two pairs of tickets. So we're going to give a total of eight tickets away uh, over the next four weeks leading up to the game. And a pair of tickets will be in the club lounge in the Santee lounge. And what we're going to do is we're going to just give you guys kind of a, a challenge throughout our video. What, what we want you guys to do, you know, whether it's like us on Facebook, you know, or share the video, we'll explain a little bit later in the video and then we'll, we'll announce the winner every Monday on here. And then we'll have you guys DM us on Twitter or send us an email. Um, so we, we've got four, pa four pairs of two tickets uh, to give away. And we just want to kind of get back to you guys since it, it helps. You guys have been helping us quite a bit. Okay, so Jaron Kanick, uh, where do we start with him? Um, anyone that doesn't know, I'll just start with that. Um, he's six foot two, two hundred ten pounds, coming out of high school. Um, now that's according to two four seven, according to the OU's official team page. They are now at two nineteen. Um, that's not the word on the street. That is uh, fact. And that, you know, 10 pounds, I know we did a position group breakdown uh, late last week, and I kind of questioned, like, can he put on weight fast enough? I figured he could, but, um, you know, he's already put on nine pounds, according to the team page, and he might be walking over 220 at this point. I don't know when those measurements were recorded, uh, but he's the number one player out of, out of the state of Kansas, number six athlete. Uh, number 155 overall recruit in the 2022 class. He's a four-star, um, just a freak athlete. Someone that was, you know, going to, he just wanted to play for Brent Venables. Brent Venables is a legend in the state of Kansas and rightfully so. Um, a kid that just, you know, he didn't care about the distance. He knew what, what Venables could do. Venables obviously got the job for OU and he, Kanick basically forced his way to the Sooners, uh, Dabo Sweeney, um, basically they were, you know, Venables encouraged him to go play for Clemson and he refused. 
And then he ended up just walking on uh, and showing up for the spring semester and then was able in February to do an official signing day and get a full ride scholarship after Davos Sweeney gave his um, blessing. So he had offers obviously from Clemson, Alabama, Michigan, and others. Um, there's more information, but Jose, I want to get your initial takeaway. I feel like he's one of the most anticipated freshmen in a long time outside of the quarterback position. And I feel like someone that has the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. I think you said it perfectly. And doing a summary of his story and how he got to Oklahoma, I think that was perfect. And I think that's why everyone is so excited about Jaron Kanick outside of his raw athleticism and what seems to be probably one of the smartest football players that has come in as, as a freshman. I, I, when we were doing our research beforehand, we were finding out a lot of things that, um, that seemed brand new to us, even though we've been following his recruitment and trying to learn as much about him since his name was first brought up after Venables was hired. But, the fact that he had to force his way on to the roster, I think, is big time. I, I'm a big fan of that. Not because he, you know, outside of the fact that he's a Sooner, but that just shows the passion that he has for wanting to play for Coach Venables. And I think we've seen it a lot, but I, he was the first example of a player that, without a doubt, needed and wanted to be part of the a Venables system and a Venables-led team. And now we're seeing it with the entire roster, former players, um, as recently as a guy like Jeremiah Hall and, you know, older guys such as uh, Roy Williams or Teddy Lehman and Gabe Eichert, the guys that are always on in front of a microphone talking about the impact that Venables has had on them or the program already. So I think that's partly why we're so excited to see him on the football field and then the other hand, as I mentioned, this dude is probably one of the most athletic human beings coming out of high school that we've seen in a, in a very long time. You know, we we mentioned whenever we talked about Jaden Rowe uh, about a month ago during his Houdat how fast he was. And I think he ran just over a 10 for 100 meter. And he is, you know, he he's very athletic. He's long. We, we talked about when we talked about it with him, it was just a matter of probably a little bit more effort to, to get under that 10 for time. But this Jaron Kanick is heavier and runs faster than Jaden Rowe. And that that's ridiculous that how fast he's able to move sideline to sideline. He's and when we talked about him in the position group breakdown, I think he's going to be this freshman that will get the most playing time out of the, the incoming linebackers. And I mean, hopefully he proves me right. But if he for some reason gets redshirted because there's a lot of talent at that group then he's going to be a dude that's going to be starting for the Sooners for two or three years after his retro year. Yeah. And, you know, I, whenever we did that position group breakdown, I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that, you know, on Sooner sports, they've got him listed at 219 now. Cause part of my deal was, I, I think he has to put on some weight and obviously I Venables and Schmitty, they're doing that right now. And I, I think he needs to get to that 230, 235 range. Well, if he's already 219 and that might be a few months old, um, he very well might be walking around at 222 right now and he could easily get to 230. So I could see a path for him to play this fall. Um, I just, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those deals of like Stutzman, Danny Stutzman. We were we were very excited about Stutzman and, and he we didn't expect him to play as much as he did, but he exploded onto the scene. And Canick very well could do that. And I might have to eat my words, but I think 
if he plays great, if not, that means the position is doing very well in the defense and to be able to hold him back for a whole year to keep that red shirt because a whole year under the, and in the system would benefit him tremendously. So to kind of put it in perspective of how fast he is, and I'm not a huge track guy, as you can tell, I didn't run track, never have before in my life, but he ran a 10, 10, three, seven. And just to put that into perspective, that is the sixth fastest time in the state of Kansas in high school sports. The sixth fastest 100, 100 meter dash, 1037, was ran by Kanik. So, a guy that can plays linebacker and he played quarterback in high school last year. And, you know, he set the single season rushing record and set the single season point scored by a single player at one is 1,615 yards and then 142 points. So, he's. It's hard for me to fathom that he set the single season rushing record as his first year of playing quarterback. And I know it's Hayes, Kansas, and you know, it's Kansas football. It's not Texas football. Still, I mean, at any level that you're able to do that in your first year of playing that position is is impressive. And you just pick it up. He averaged 10.2 yards per carry. I mean, I know Brandon isn't here, but that's all of one of our favorites. But I mean. I don't care what level of football you're playing. You're averaging over 10 yards a carry. I mean, to put that in perspective, that's a first down every time he touches the ball. I mean, that's that's incredible. And he ran for 23 touchdowns and he threw for 12. So he had a total of 35 touchdowns last year. And he played linebacker as well. Yeah. Um, the dude is smart. He's, he's a football player. And I think that's why he is going to be so good is that he didn't just stick to, you know, we see a lot of players, especially on DBs, they play wide receiver and cornerback or wide receiver and safety. And yeah, it helps them with their skills, but I don't know how much it actually helps them with their knowledge of the game. Jaron had to play the captain of both sides of the ball as the quarterback and the linebacker. He, he, he has, he sees the field from, from both ends of, from both, from two perspectives at all times and he knows exactly what he's looking for so i think that's what's going to benefit him in the long run as a football player and why he can be so effective and hopefully one day a first round first round pick in the nfl because of how smart he is and how he can see the field from the perspective of a quarterback and how you you said it how he dominated in his one year of playing high school quarterback and granted it was mostly rushing but he did he did what was needed to win games and he was still able to throw the ball and it wasn't as anything spectacular, but he, he did what was needed again on the defensive side of the ball. He's what we all expect him to be a dude that will just break on the ball. As soon as he sees anyone come near the line of scrimmage, or if there's a a short pass, he will break on that receiver and absolutely smoke him as soon as he touches the ball or when the ball gets near him. I think that's, what's going to be the ultimate separator between him and the rest of the linebacker group or the rest of this incoming linebacker group. And that's not to say that Kobe and Kip aren't great or could be great. I just think Kanik's got that unique perspective of playing the captain of the offense as well as the defense. Yeah. And and him being the captain and you're right, he's on the field literally the entire game outside of special teams. 
I mean, he has he had to be exhausted he also at the played, end of playing. Remember, he also played a little special teams. I don't know if he did much last year, but at some point of his high school career, he was returning kicks and punts. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, when you're playing high school football and you're coaching high school football, I'd imagine you at times you just have to get the best player on the field. When, when you're when you've got a guy that's just head and shoulders better than majority of your team and any other team that you're playing, you have to find a way to get him on the field. You just have to, because if it's just, it's just the way, the way the road in high school football, it won't be that way in college. There's terrific athletes on both sides of the ball, especially at the university of Oklahoma. You just don't do that. Um, But to kind of, you know, him being the leader of the offense, he also assisted Hayes High School to set single season records in total yards of 5,608 and then 3,603 rushing yards and 421 points or 428 points, sorry, in 2021. So he not only set personal records, you know, single season records. That team set school records and he's not even a natural quarterback. He wasn't even being recruited in high school or, you know, to play in college at that position. He played wide receiver before. Um, I mean, it's just, it's incredible to me that you can, you can do that. And I think you mentioned it before we got on uh, third all time in school history and rushing yards at 2072. And he played one year where he could actually really carry the ball. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they did wide, you know, wide receiver sweeps and everything else. But that's it's in, it's incredible what what they put together. And they went eight and three last year, and they made the playoffs, and they lost in the quarterfinals. So he's the best play. He was the best player in the state of Kansas by far. Yeah, and specifically with the all time rushing yard. Um, record that he set 1600 of those you said you'd like you mentioned most of them came last year and it was 1600 out of the 2000 so imagine if they would have just let him run a little bit more when he was a sophomore and junior probably could have broken 3000 or damn near close and he i'm sure at that point people would probably would have been recruiting him as a running back as well but you know he's going to be a linebacker that's something that i noticed a lot in our position group breakdown video some some people were commenting, well, this he's athletic enough, well, he that he can play safety. And that may be the case. This dude is a beast of an athlete, but we want him closer to the line of scrimmage than all the way back there. And I understand where, where those people were coming from. He's he's an athlete, he can get up and down the field super easy. You now he can be that um Isaiah Simmons, Jamal Adams kind of safety where you're you're gonna be playing more in the box and out in, in pass coverage, but if this guy can pass, can play pass defense and is still an intimidating force when he's in, in the box, why not just keep him as a linebacker, you know, what, whatever side outside or in the middle and just let him eat. Cause if we can prevent the issues that we had last year and, and the last couple of years in defense, one of the biggest issues that we had was, running quarterbacks we just could not deal with them this guy's someone that can neutralize or completely stop these people 
from, from running, especially on third downs. We, a lot of us had that complaint, right? We were letting these big third down plays happen. We were letting them convert. I felt like a lot of the time I saw it was either the corners were way off. We were pretty much playing Mike Stoops defense again, or the, the running or the quarterback would be able to run and gain the first down. Jaron will at least be able to stop one of those things because he can't play corner and safety and linebacker at the same time. He can only play one. And as a linebacker, he can stop that running quarterback. After that, we got to let the corners do their thing, but he is going to be an intimidator and for that quarterback to not want to leave the, uh, the pocket. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we talked about this all about the offense, you know, I was bringing all these stats and that what they were setting at, you know, at Hayes high school and how he was helping. We can't forget of how dominating he was as a linebacker as well. Um, the guy could fly. And I, when you play offense and you're actually really a defensive player, you, like you said, you get a different perspective. You might be able to start to pick up on things quicker. You might be able to start reading things quicker and that, that pays dividends. And so some, I agree. I don't think he needs to play safety at all. Um, there's going to be enough talent back there here soon. And there already is more talent on this roster as it is today. But what I'm most excited about for him is, like you said, the quarterback spies. He's athletic enough to go from sideline to sideline. Doesn't matter how fast that quarterback is. He's he's going to be as fast or really close to any quarterback that we're going to play this year or next year. Or the, you know, whenever he uh, finally graduates or declares for the NFL. Another thing is he's going to be a terrific coverage linebacker. That has been one of the biggest problems in for the Sooners, and honestly, for a lot of teams in general, not just college football, but NFL. If you don't have linebackers that can drop in coverage and play three downs and go cover a tight end or a crossing, you know, or, or running back coming out of the backfield, you're going to get burnt every single time. And as much as I love some of these previous great linebackers at OU, you know, with the Mike Stoops defense, you know, Kenneth Murray, he was a terrific, um, you know, sideline to sideline tackle, you know, running back blitz, the blitz, the quarterback, but he struggled a little bit in coverage. In my opinion, I might be wrong, but I think that's probably because of coaching because he's gotten better in the NFL, but I think Canick, he's going to have the coaching. Obviously Venables is going to be right there. He's going to be able to cover a tight end. He's 6'2". He's probably going to be 230 whenever he really starts to play. He can probably go – he can keep up with a running back. Um, you know, he, he's not going to get toasted. And that's the thing that OU's been lacking is guys that are athletic enough to go cover a wide receiver or a running back while still being able to blitz a mobile quarterback and containing a mobile quarterback. That That is the biggest problem in the Big 12. I know we – we, you know, it's not the best conference. There are some quality opponents. And like you said last year, that's, we could not stop. I mean, Bohannon with Baylor, he, yeah, he just ran problem. wild. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. And then, and that's just the big 12. We're assuming that he'll, he might be on the roster once we move to the SEC. And it, it, if he is, it'll probably be his last year on the roster, but those guys are pretty good if it's a guy like Bryce Young still playing. 
that guy's mobile he and he could throw the ball and then that's just the first person that comes like who knows what george is going to put out on the field you know their quarterback mm-hmm. situation is going to be different by the time oklahoma gets to the sec you know a&m they're recruiting like crazy so i'm sure they're going to have a, a pretty good quarterback by the time oklahoma makes it to the sec and those are just three you know three schools they, there's a lot of other schools that are out there that are going to pretty much be looking to for what the weakness is in this defense. And I'm sure that all the coaches already kind of understand or, or have a better understanding of what Vanables is going to run, but they don't know exactly what this defensive staff is going to put together because it's not the same cornerback coach. It's not the same safeties coach. The only similarity here is we've got Venables and Todd Bates. Outside of that, there is going to be some intricacies that are going to be changed now that he's at Oklahoma, Todd Bates did say that they're going to run a very similar system that they did in Clemson. That doesn't mean it's the exact same. So there are going to be some tricks that are going to be put out there. And maybe we'll, we will see Jaron Kanick, you know, maybe drop back kind of like a safety, but it'll just in pass coverage because he, he is so talented at doing that kind of stuff that it won't be a detriment. And we'll have three linebackers rather than uh, having four or five corners out there because we're so scared of the past. Right. So I think he he's going to add an element to this defense that very few players can add to any defense at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of overall, just kind of putting this in summary, he's from the state of Kansas. He's from Hayes, Kansas. He is a high energy, high effort, his motor is off the charts kind of guy and something that the OU and I believe Venables is looking for. He's looking for the guys that you don't have to have that fifth star. You don't even have to have a fourth star. If you work hard enough, and that's something I've noticed throughout this class that he's added recently, a lot of the preferred walk-ons, the three-star guys. If you work hard enough and you want it bad enough and you show it and you prove it, I feel like that's the kind of the hard nose going back to the old school, the way OU was. And you don't have to be a high flying, you know, superstar coming out of high school. Granted, we do need those players. Don't get me wrong. But just because you have only a three or four star, if you work hard enough, and I think Kanek is that. He's extremely athletic and extremely talented, but I think he also has that mental side where he wants it bad enough and he's willing to work for it. And I think that's that's the difference of a good player and a great player is your talent can only take you so far and you have to take that final step when you start playing at the division one at a blue blood school and then hopefully in the NFL. And I think Kanek has that. Agreed. Yeah, I think that was a perfect summary. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we do get to see him a lot on the field, but it will be exciting to see him at the spring game. Hopefully, with some of you there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I think we kind of summed it up. I think it was about 20 minutes or so. We kind of talked in depth about him, and rightfully so. He deserved it. And um, someone, like you said, I hope we see play a lot, whether it's this year or next year, but we'll definitely see him at the spring game. Um, speaking of the spring game. So, I know probably some of you guys are going to go. I know I'm going to go. Part of our challenge is the first two tickets we're going to give away. You have to be subscribing to our channel. You have to uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's it. And whenever you have all that done, 
which I'm sure a lot of you have already because you guys are very supportive. But if you hadn't already, just do all that. Comment below and say done. And what we're going to do is me and Jose. And if Brandon's around, uh, we're going to just pick. Um, you know, this is we're probably going to pick up based off of um, maybe some new people that come in. But a lot of a lot of the pairs will probably go to the people that we see consistently. We we know who's here often and commenting and whatnot. Um, you know, and then what we'll do is we'll announce it next Monday, uh, which will be the 21st, I believe. And um, we'll just say who it's going to be. And then you'll just either DM us on Twitter or or email us. Yep. And then we'll send you guys the tickets and that'll be it. And then we'll do another one next week and we'll keep going up until um, the week before the spring game. And we're going to give those club level tickets the last giveaway. Um, and so a kind of an individual challenge, Jose, do you have one since Brandon isn't here for us? Um, let's go with for the ticket giveaway. So like Brum said, this first pair we're going to give to someone that that we see a lot and you know it'll be kind of random because we do see a lot of you guys almost in every single video so you know that just because you feel like you're not in every, commenting every single time comment we we want to hear from you so for this time around put done and let us know will jaron canick be a starting linebacker for ou as a true freshman yeah us that's a pretty good one, honestly. Um, there's going to be some strong opinions, I feel like, in this one. Yeah. So some people think you might be a safety. So I mean, if you have some something like that, if you think you'll be a, a safety, or if you believe he can play for the offensive side of the ball, let us know. Where is he going to play? Is he going to be a starter? We want to hear what you think. Yeah, for sure. Let us know. Uh, part of this giveaway, uh, all we're asking is get us to that 3,600 subscriber mark. That's what we're going to. That's the short-term goal. Uh, we're going to keep going. Um, but we really appreciate it. Made it this far. Like the video. Comment on the video. Do the individual challenge. And you might win a pair of tickets. And if you don't this week, we got next week. We're going to keep rolling. And, um, you know, maybe if we get enough interest, maybe we even give a few more away. You never know. I don't know. Um, so like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, um, Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're on the go or don't want to look at us. I don't blame you, uh, but we'll catch you next time. We've got some more recruiting videos this week. Um, we've just been kind of a little slow, just been kind of slammed with different things, but we'll get some recruiting stuff to you guys because there's a lot of stuff going on. We'll catch you next time. Thanks.